Hello and welcome to another inspirational Thursday. Today we're going to talk about world peace. My name is Reverend Jean-Marie Schweitzer and I'm the Senior Minister at Unity Fort Worth providing you with these weekly inspirations. World peace is one of those topics that are probably one of the most difficult to address because we um, are rarely able to see world peace actually in action, while many of us really desire world peace. And so there's a conflict between what we desire and what we experience. A few weeks ago, I talked about inner peace and the importance of understanding that there's two ways of looking at peace. I mentioned the capitalization of the words in unity teachings. When it's capitalized, we usually address it. We address the infinite potential that's available to us. And when it's not capitalized, it's just a limitation on an expression of that infinite potential. So when we look at peace in itself, we're, we're not really only addressing the peace as a feeling, a peaceful feeling experienced through our five senses. But when we think of world peace, inner peace, world peace, spiritual peace, peace in spirituality and spiritual work and teachings, we usually mean that infinite potential. So when we think of world peace, then what does it actually mean? What does world peace mean in the sense of infinite potential? In one way, we could look, look at it, world peace is simply an idea that we have for ourselves individually. We all could have an idea of what how world peace could look like. Probably most of us would agree that world peace would be somehow expressed in having no wars, no conflicts, and so on, on the bigger scale around the globe collectively that will work as well as a as a society or multiple societies we probably would agree on that in 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 to a great degree but then there's other levels of peace that even when we look at the big picture ideas like wars and conflicts around the globe if that's all gone you know what about um, the more local uh, crimes uh, that are happening, that are disturbing the peace? What about the disturbance of peace of the equilibrium of the family unit? What about the inner peace? Again, going back to the inner peace. So there's multiple levels that we're looking at. So world peace is the big picture, right? If we, are, if we really dig down into it, one interpretation of world peace coming from the infinite potential that we have the ability to accomplish world peace in itself will mean to truly achieve if or when we have achieved world peace, there's no conflict at all left. That will mean that we finally accomplished what Jesus was trying to teach us to love one another and to love your enemy. That's really what world peace is. Now, how likely do you think we will be able to accomplish that? Probably most of us go, yeah, probably not that easy. Maybe we can address war. Maybe we can address the conflicts, the big picture ideas, so that at least when we turn on the news, it's not so depressing. 
because some of the less um, important or relevant ideas that are more local or more uh, nuclear toward the family or a group in, in a town or in an area of a city, then we can more easily ignore it while the big picture wars and conflicts are very hard to be ignored. But to look at it from that perspective is actually quite deceiving. If we look at that world peace only from the perspective of what makes us comfortable, then we're really missing the whole point. The reality is that from a spiritual perspective, world peace can only be accomplished when we accomplish inner peace, which essentially means is until we all, and by all I mean everyone, find inner peace, world peace will never be a reality. That is very consistent with our teachings. If you logically follow through our teachings, especially the third principle that we teach, the law of mind action, that everything in mind will essentially turn into an idea, thought and feeling, and may manifest somewhat in the world, unless our thoughts and feelings are per perfectly harmonized and perfectly aligned with inner peace, there's no way we will ever accomplish world peace. That's a tough one to swallow, isn't it? But think of it this way. If God is goodness all the time, and we have the ability to take that goodness and shape it into anything we would like, good or bad, and that shaping is highly, highly linked to the way we think, feel, and act, in our lives. It really is upon us individually and collectively to use that goodness and to righteously express it. And I use the, the word righteous in terms of to think rightly, feel rightly, and act rightly, to righteously express it into this world. And only then we can even have a chance to move toward world peace. It's not really by fixing war over here, addressing the conflict over there, and never look at ourselves. It's doing both. It's looking at ourselves, looking where we are still in conflict, where we are still at war with ourselves and each other, and not even a physical war. It doesn't have to be a physical conflict. It can be an emotional conflict. Uh, we often refuse to love someone unconditionally because we're still at war with them or have a conflict that we're unwilling to look at. Every time we get upset about certain things that are happening in our lives and we are not willing to openly and honestly address it, we just keep the war alive. And as long as we are doing that, World peace will never be a reality. That's a tough one to swallow, I understand, but it's really the only way we can even comprehend first steps toward world peace. Sometimes I'm asked, well, how come that God is supposed to be good all the time and then we still have war in the world? 
Well, God is not good in the sense of opposite of bad. God is goodness, which includes the good and bad that we make of it. And that's the answer to the question. God is infinite in potential. Goodness is infinite in potential. There's no judgment around it. We have access to that infinite potential and we can make of it whatever we want. The reason why war exists in the world is because we continue to be at war with each other and with ourselves. And it must start you know, with us. We must learn to stop fighting with ourselves and start being a little bit more kind, kindly or kinder to ourselves, more compassionate and find that inner peace. And that's our first stepping stone. And if you don't believe me that that's even possible, then I challenge you on that. You know, take anything in your life, in your own spiritual considerations and contemplations that you know maybe still a shadow work you need to do, or may, you may still be a conflict, or even if it's a conflict with a friend or a community. As soon as you start addressing those from a peaceful place, from a place of love and kindness, you will start to see that to be expressed on a greater scale as well. Because as you change, everyone else has a change, chance to change as well. So I'll leave you with that. It's a big question. It's a tough one to tackle. And certainly a good topic to talk about once in a while and over and over again. But I hope you will find a way to find peace within yourself today and every day for the next, however long it takes. And I'll leave you with that for today. You have a good one. Bye-bye.